Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today, we're going to take a look at how the SEC is suing six individuals for $25 million scam involving two cannabis enterprises. To help us look at this is Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney. Katrina, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. So this $25 million scam uh, has some, some facts to it. So one group formed by the individual raised $12.3 million from 226 investors from a marijuana farm in California. A second group of companies raised $13.2 million from 211 investors uh, for an extraction facility to produce CBD also in California. So the accused individuals who are all from California or Arizona claim that the unregistered securities would generate annual returns of 100% or more, according to the complaint. The defendants allegedly misappropriated at least 2.7 million of the investor money and lied about the supposed loan that would finance the CBD facility. So the money was raised under nine different entities. The SEC is seeking a permanent injunction blocking the six defendants plus penalties and regulators are also seeking repayment of the funds received from the alleged illegal conduct plus interest. So Katrina, these are just rolling out by the day. Josh, as you and I have predicted previously on this podcast, uh, regulation and the scrutiny that regulation brings is coming. And when investors start throwing out cash and you piss off the wrong one, uh, that scrutiny is invited and you'd better be ready. Yeah, I don't want to get off topic too much, but Master P had a lawsuit where he sued a California company over an oral contract. And then this is the best part. He decided to not continue his lawsuit as long as he didn't have to pay their legal fees. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, what can we say about like, a verbal claim, like at least this seemed to be contractual and there was a lot of bad things going on, but just in general, how can people avoid this? Like have stuff in writing and and abide by, what is your recommendation? Well, you have two issues going on here, Josh. The first is your direct question about verbal contracts. Uh, Verbal contracts uh, are never, never a good idea. Uh, I would never recommend an individual proceed with any basis whatsoever and certainly not write a check for investment based on a verbal contract. Uh, It's just bad news all around. Now to address the SEC uh, investigation, this has a lot more teeth than a verbal contract. This is the federal regulator stepping in and saying fraud has occurred. And uh, you can face jail time for this, Josh. <laughs> uh, and so let, let's, take a, let's take a learning example here. If you are a company and you are raising money to start your business, talk to a lawyer, have the paperwork in order, and make sure you use the money for the purposes with, for which you're raising it. So if you're raising a million dollars to build a a facility to process or do some extraction, use the million dollars to process, to build the facility to process and manufacture. Uh, Don't buy a car with it. (laughs) Uh, Then second, if you're an investor and you're getting ready to write somebody a check, do your due diligence. We, We talk about this all the time. 
make sure you know what you're writing a check for. Uh, and, and these are some pretty troubling numbers, Josh. We have $12 million of investment and $13 million of investment that uh, doesn't really look like was highly scrutinized. And the 211 investors in one and 226 investors in the other, that uh, just that that in and of itself should have been a red flag. Um, when you tally up the number of your investors, that that becomes the cap table. And when you have a cap table uh, that is that big, it should be a, a red flag for you. Um, either this is the next best thing. I mean, Coca-Cola's cap table has millions and millions, right? Uh, these companies aren't Coca-Cola. And, and so do you have uh, hundreds of investors writing a $100 check? Or do you have a large amount of money going back and forth that nobody's really paying attention to? Josh, if you're going to write a check to a company, please, please, please do your due diligence. And then I'd like to make one last comment. Um, as you scroll down to the end of this article, it lists the names of the individuals who did this. If you recall, Josh, on our seven tips to a successful pitch deck, we are always looking for the team. Uh, it doesn't have to be a photograph or anything, but at least listing out the names of the people involved. Having the name of the individual who is involved, not just the company name, but the actual individual. There's this thing called Google, and you can look up this individual. Are they licensed to do what they are doing? If you are an investment broker, you need to be licensed. You can't just say, hey, give me your money. I'm going to start this cannabis company, and it's great. Really, what are your qualifications? And I'm not gonna list the names of the people that were involved here. I don't know who they are, uh, but I think I would suspect that some of them do not have the investment qualifications or the investment licenses that they need to be handling other people's money. So in summary, Josh, if you're going to invest in any company, Certainly, if you're going to invest in a cannabis company, pretty please, I beg you, do your due diligence, do your research, know what the money is going to go for, and know who you are giving the money to. Otherwise, here comes the SEC, and uh, Josh, this, this money is gone. So that's unfortunate for the investors. Um, once they get in there, they're going to realize there's no money to return to investors. And, and that's terrible. That, that's absolutely terrible. So if you're out there and you're doing bad things, uh, the SEC is coming. Yeah, I would not want any federal agency on me. And so anytime you guarantee a return of 100% or more, that's, that's against securities exchange rules. So obviously you can't do that. Uh, there's a lot of things you can't do. I'm surprised it was only 10% that they stole the 2.7 million out of, you know, almost 27 million, whatever. Um, allegedly stole. Allegedly. <laughs> so I'm surprised it's only 10%. I, you know, I would have figured that uh, they would go all out and, and take more than that. So 
I, I expect a lot more. We talked about this over a year and a half ago. It's finally coming out and we're seeing this almost every single day. It's just, it's crazy to me that these people think they're going to get away with it. It's just really not worth going to jail for. That's my take though. Uh, I'm just going to have to come back to Talking Heads and see what happens. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.